Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to In That Number, a brand new podcast dedicated to the St Mary's Club. We'll bring you news, insights and match day reviews throughout the season. We'll also touch on news around the Premier League and have a few laughs along the way. I'm your host, Ray Hunt. This week I'm joined by the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton, joining me from the Russian capital. Hello, Kevin. Привет, hello. Good evening. How you doing? Yeah, not bad. Good, good. Right, OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, without further ado, let's get stuck in. Um, I want to want to touch on last season's relegation battle with you. Yeah, that's nerve wracking. Yeah. We, well, it it's clear that we um we don't want another season like that again. Um, so, what are your thoughts on 
on Mark Hughes this this season, going into the season? Going into the season, well, I mean, he's Sparky the saviour, really, isn't he? He did the nine mm-hmm. impossible within eight, eight games, saving us from relegation. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's not not wasn't difficult to do a better job than uh, Mauricio Pellegrino. He was pissed for. Um, yeah. And, and I think I'm still let you catch Puel last season because I think he he did a very good job and I feel really sorry for him still. Mm, no, I, I don't know. I, I think Puel Puel was the right man. I think he was right to go at the time. But I also think that that Mark Hughes was the right man at the right time. I think, mean, but then again, I would have taken yeah, anyone over Pellegrino. Yeah, I say it was difficult to do better. Than yeah, but, um, um, so he, I mean, Hughes has deserved his contract. Whether he sees his contract out, and I think I think he's signed until twenty twenty one. I don't, I don't really believe he's going to stay there for that long. But he has definitely, well, he's, de- he's deserved his contract. He's, he's an experienced manager in the Premier League. Um, yeah, if he can deliver a stability, then I think he should definitely stay as long as he can. But then again, eighth wasn't enough for Buell to keep him in the job, so you never know. I don't, I don't necessarily, necessarily think it was the position that Puel got us to. I think it was the way that we were playing towards the end of the season. It was, it was just really bad. There was, there, there were no goals. It was like from March onwards, there was, it was just... It was like he didn't care. I just think the, the the style of management that he had was poor, and Pellegrino was exactly the same as him. So they, they just completely, they just employed his double really, and I, I just I, it wasn't enough. Well, Puel did get some results at least. Um, whereas, I mean, winning one nil every week, okay, well at least you win. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I, I think we're we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. I, I think they were right to fire Puel. I just think they were wrong in approaching Pellegrino. And the thing that I, that, that struck that struck me with Southampton is that they they always employ managers that no one has necessarily heard of. So it was a shock that they got Mark Hughes because everyone knew who he was. He's got his his Premier League pedigree. Um, yeah, Saints don't really go for managers that have been on that merry-go-round. Really, you know, one manager gets sacked, they go to the next available club. Saints don't do that. I mean, they proved that. I mean, they got. Nigel Adkins back then he was he was a nobody really, um, yeah. and they done it with with Puel they done it with Pellegrino, Cooman's really un, unknown as a manager, and then so it was a bit of a surprise that they got Hughes but like I said I would have taken anybody right then, so so yeah, um, okay yeah. so I mean no Hughes has definitely proved, definitely proved he's up to the job uh, and he definitely got the players going, rounds. Um, and uh, there's a good sense of morale within the team. And um, as we've seen in the transfer market, he's well overseeing some fairly decent signings. Oh, totally. I com- yeah, completely agree right with you places. there. Let's actually let's talk about the um the new signings, shall we? The um the arrivals this season. So let's start with um. Who should we start with? Okay. Well, I'll we'll start with Stuart Armstrong. Okay. So Stuart Armstrong's 26. Signed a four-year deal, seven million pounds from Celtic. Um, from what I've seen of him so far in pre-season, he looks. They, well, he's making that seven million pounds look like a bargain. Do you think he's a, just a carbon copy of uh, Stephen Davis? 
No, I don't. I don't. No, I think he can offer a little bit more. I think he's that. He's that attack. He's got that attacking threat about him. And from what I've seen in pre-season, he looks like he wants to go forward a lot. And there's no problem with Stephen Davis anyway. If he is a carbon copy of him, I, I, I've got no problems with that. No, but I mean, you know, he's, he's he's getting on and he's not seen much first-team action. So do you think he's the man to fill the role that that, that he had before? Yeah, I, I think he is. He's 26. He's not. I don't think he's getting on. I think that's a good age. Um, no, I mean Stephen Davis is, is getting on. Oh, Stephen Davis is getting on a bit, but yeah, I mean Stephen Davis is going to be a he's going to be a bit part player this year. He's just going to be backups, but yeah, um, I'm I'm encouraged about what I've seen from him in preseason, and I think a lot of Saints fans have been they've been tweeting about how well he's played. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm encouraged, but I. I I want to see a Saints midfielder that actually does something with the ball instead of just turning around and passing backwards. I want to see someone, you know, drive yeah. the team. And I think he can do that. I think he looks like... But there's no doubt this is going to be a really, really big test for him. Going up from, from the SPL to the um, to the Premier League is going to be challenging, but I think he's up for it. All right. I mean, do you think um, in midfield that Elianusi will give us a bit of attacking flair as well? Yeah, absolutely. But then you could say that Elianusi is... is um, is the replacement for Tadic? Well, yeah, sad to see him go, but um, really, yeah, definitely. I mean, okay, I mean, he didn't have some of the best performances last season, but I mean, he always put a shift in, and I mean, when it mattered. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I've just been on the. I'm very, very. He's a very frustrating player. He, he's yeah. got all the talent in the world, but I just don't think it's really worked at Southampton. So. And he, had, and he had a good World Cup as well. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did have a good World Cup. And yeah, I was surprised at how well he played. Actually, he's like one of those players that play better for their country than they do for their club. But um, so th- let's move on to Elianusi anyway. Um, sixteen million pounds from Basel, Norwegian international. Um, yeah, he's an attacking midfielder you can utilise on on the wings. Um, I saw him in the Champions League last season against Man United, and I thought he played really well in that game. Um. He was one of the best players on the field, and I was, you know, I was very, very pleased that Saints signed him. As I say, he's, he's 24 years old. It's yeah, I, I think it's exactly what Saints need. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to expect from him, but from him, but um, there's been a lot of decent players coming out of the Swiss league, so I mean, maybe he could compete at the Premier League level. Yeah, yeah, again, this is another Premier League is going to be a tough, tough ask for him. But I mean, he's he's. What, he's scored 23 goals in two seasons for Basel, so he's got goals in him, um, and that's something that Saints mm. desperately need. They've been lacking that for yeah, for a while, and yeah, if he can if he can bring that along, then yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine with that. And I think he was linked with Arsenal at one point as well, so for Saints to actually pick him up, you know, that's, I'll give that's it massive. A few seasons he might be again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably, He'd probably be linked with Liverpool. Okay, um, um, what do you think of the great Damon? I was just going to talk about Yannick Vestergaard. Yeah, this is. I think honestly, I'm. I'm more pleased about this signing than any of the others. I think. I'm really excited about. Him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what is he? He's six. He's over six foot five. Seven. Yeah, massive. Massive, massive player. Play in the heart of the uh, in the heart of the defence. Eighteen million quid from Borussia Mönchengladbach, Danish yeah. international. Is in the World Cup squad, but didn't actually get any action. But I'm yeah I'm excited that he, we've got a weapon there from set pieces. Yeah, definitely. No, no, no short men at the back post. 
yeah, and uh, yeah, and also I'm at the attacking threat as well because he's got he's chipped him with a few goals for um, mentioning have back as well. So well, someone that tall, they're going to head a few, aren't they? Wow, yeah, uh, and and he's also he he's a decent ball playing centre back as well. So he does move, he does like to build from the back. So yeah, I'm very very excited to see him, and I hope he he slots in nicely with the uh, with the um, centre backs that they currently have. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the, just one more then. The yeah, I think the other signing was um, it was Angus Gunn from Manchester City, the twenty-two-year-old yeah. goalkeeper. Mm. I honestly don't know a lot about him. I have not. I think he was on it. Uh, I think he was on loan at Norwich. Side, yeah, but then uh, it depends what Saints are going to do with uh, with Fraser Forster. But I think it, it was more of a, a cover. They needed cover at that goalkeeper, and Angus Gunn fits it nicely. Little bit, well, thirteen well, million I guess quid. McCarthy's going to be shitting himself a bit. Yeah, I'm not worried about McCarthy. He's only going to be, he, yeah, he's only going to be back up to him for the rest of the season. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not that sure on how, how well, how good he is yet. But he'll well, get a little bit of action. It's good. It's good we've got options. Um, yeah, there's a lot of option options there. Uh, for, definitely. Yeah. Um, so do you think Forster's going to be moving on? Um, for me, um, yes, yeah, he does. He needs a move. I think last season McCarthy was brilliant. Uh, you know, he was he was the player of the year last year, um, and I'm, I'm happy with with McCarthy taking that number one role. He he, pre- he deserved it last season, and I think if he had started from the start of the season, then he probably could have got in that England squad. I wouldn't have been surprised to see him in there. So Fraser for for me Fraser Forster's getting paid seventy thousand pounds a week to sit on the bench. Jesus. Yeah. And I, I yeah I don't I, mean, I have a problem with, with, with like yeah I, I just have yeah, I have a problem with, with 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 players that are getting paid that much money just to sit on the bench and I think um, Gabbiadini's kind of fits that mould as well but I Gabbiadini's probably going to get a lot more action under Mark Hughes anyway but so when you got um, McCarthy and Gunn. And then you've also got like a twenty-year-old backup in in Harry Lewis that looks like he's going to be coming through soon. I think mm. Fraser Forster needs to go. He needs to move on. What what do you think about that? Definitely, definitely. I mean, he's right down the pecking order of goalkeepers. Um, I think just the trouble is going to be someone finding a club that's willing to fit such a big wage bill. Um, yeah. And if we send him out on loan, I mean, that's that's a lot of money to be blamed for a keeper that's. Well, now at least, at best, third choice. Um, I mean, there was talk of him going to Burnley, but um, apparently they're interested in uh, Joe Hart. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I think as we as we on the time of recording, there is a lot of talk about him going out on loan somewhere. I'd rather just get him off the books and concentrate on anywhere. Yeah, just get rid of him. I'm concentrate on McCarthy. And um, sorry, Angus Gunn. Sorry, Fraze. I mean, I mean, you had a great season a couple of seasons ago, but yeah, definitely separate to the front. He, he's he's always been a good shot stopper for me, but I just don't trust him from corners and crosses and stuff. I just don't think he's for me. He's, he's just not. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for him to go. Um, and so we're going to talk to Parchers. Anyone players. else? No more signings. Oh, yeah, that was it. So we're going to go. Yeah. Into... Uh, do, do you think? Do you think maybe that we might make another one before the death? Honestly, the on the honestly, I don't think so. I think they're done. I'd love to be surprised, but 
Yeah, I don't think so either. But what do you think they need now, though? Because, um, I mean, um, they're, well, they're, they're pretty got, much sorted. I mean, our, our three attack, attacking options, and we've got um, Long, Austin... Um, Gabbiadini. ...as well. So, is that enough? Probably. Um... Yeah, maybe maybe one more. I don't know. I, I think they're lacking. They are lacking uh, another quality midfielder, just someone that can be more creative in the middle. Possibly another striker, because you know that if if um if Charlie Austin stays healthy, then he's going to get the start. But can he stay healthy? That's the big question. Well, yeah, and and Long and Gabbiadini at the same time. You need them all there. Yeah, but the thing is with Long, I think you can play him in, the, in that attacking midfield role as well. You can play him on the left, you can play him on the right. I, I, I'm not too worried about Long. I think, and, and I also think that Long is a sort of player that will come on on that 70th minute and just just run at tired defenders. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping he wants to take that role on. And then Gabbiadini and Austin will challenge for that, for that lone striker spot. All right, so Forster hasn't gone yet. Tadic has gone. Um, we've seen the back of... Yeah, we touched on Tadic going to Ajax for 10 million yeah. quid. Um, well, that was the... that's a good time for him, but... Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am. I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan. I'm sad to see him go. I'm sorry, we're going to have to... No, I just don't think he was consistent enough, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, to see the back of him. Um, other... The Saints weren't consistent enough. No. Without him. No, that's true. But for his his wage demands, I think that yeah, we need to get him. We need to. Well, I'm glad to see him go. Um, other players that left, so they released Florin Gardos, um, Stuart Taylor, and Jeremy Pied. They were released, um, and they sent Sofian Buffal, uh, Guido Carrillo, and Jordi Classy back out on loan. Yeah, so we got the spoiled brat Buffal. I'm, I'm not, I don't think any Saints fans um, would be would shed a tear over Buffal going and well, uh, record time Carrillo, yeah. a record flop basically. Well, yeah. Um, but when, when Buffal signed, I was re- I mean, I went to the I, I was at St Mary's and saw his first game, and I thought he was brilliant. I, I mean, was we all re- know he's got talent. Yeah, I was really excited to see him, but he's just hasn't done anything. He hasn't done enough. He's much like Tadic for me. They just haven't been consistent enough. I would have liked to have seen Buffal start like five or six games in a row and then really cement his place down, but he just doesn't look like he's interested. I'm sure a lot of Saints fans feel the same as well. So yeah, him going Definitely. going away on loan isn't necessarily of, a bad thing. Moments of brilliance, solo goal against. Yes, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, we know he's got it. Maybe yeah, the talent's it. there. It's just not... He's Maybe he'll find it at Celta Figo. I mean, he's only out on loan, so... We... I, yeah. But will he come back? Yeah, I'm not so sure. It depends on the attitude, bro. Yeah. Okay, so we um move on to pre-season then. Um, some some yeah, mixed results. Mixed yeah. yeah um, so they were in China, and they played Schalke. And uh, Chinese outfit Jiangsu Suning, I think I'm pronouncing that right. So free, free, free with Schalke, and they won three two over the uh, the Chinese side. Um, and then they come back down to earth at Pride Park and got battered three 0 by Derby. Yeah, that was awful. Lampard's Derby. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, and then back up again with a win against Dijon, 2-0. Uh, and the, the, one, the, the first home game of the preseason, the Celta Vigo won 3-2 winners from 2-0 down. Yeah. Stuart Armstrong and Alianusi getting the getting the uh, couple of goals there, um, and then last night uh, at the time of point, yeah, last night it was um, Borussia Mönchengladbach at home. Yeah. They lost three 0 Very very yeah, disappointing end to that. Great. It's just yeah. not what we needed because I say that look there. There's moments in this preseason where we've looked like we yeah we can we we look handy. We can score some goals. But then there's moments like the the derby and the uh, Munchen Gladbach game where it's just like, is this how the season's going to go again? Is it going to be like this? Mm. I mean, do you think it means anything? No, I don't want to look too much into it. Um, it's only pre-season, but th- that's all you can go on at the moment. Um, and Mark Hughes has said that he needs the the players need some real competition to you know to get them get them going for it they need he said um we need the real stuff so hopefully you know that will spark the um the mood for them a bit and they kick kick start the season off with a win well yeah and a lot of the new signings have got a goal or... yeah yeah gabbiadini's come and scored a, um i think he scored a couple of goals in pre-season Redmond scored a couple of oh, yeah. goals in pre-season. Oh, you knew C. Armstrong have both scored, haven't they? Yeah, um, yeah, that was against Celta Vigo. That was good. But I mean, I'm looking at last season's pre-season as well. They had um, they scored seven goals in their in the whole of their pre-season, and this year they've scored eleven. So I am seeing more okay. goals, and I, I I hope that's the influence of El Unusi. But then again, like I said, you can't read too much into it. It's only pre-season. Let's not get carried away again with, with with the wins and losses. Let's just see what happens um, in the Burnley game. Push comes to shove, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So speaking of, of Burnley, let's let's talk Burnley now. Let's um, because that's obviously our first game of the season. So Burnley are fresh from their Europa League qualifying win against Aberdeen. I think they won four two on aggregate. Um, and they're playing so, again on Thursday, aren't they, against Istanbul? Are they playing again? Oh, okay, go on. Yeah, so so they might be a little bit knackered before the match. So, oh, this is good. Could catch them unawares. Well, I'm I'm thinking that Burnley are going to struggle in the Premier League this season. I think if they are going to progress any further in the Europa League, you know, it's gonna it's gonna hit them because I'm not sure their squad's as big. It's not big yeah. enough. They so, don't really have the depth of squad to to deal with. All the competition, the league, Europe, cups, but I mean, looking at Burnley, I'd never write them off. No, that yeah, I mean they've had such a brilliant season last year. They've got a really, really good manager, knows what he's doing, gets the best out of the players that he's got. But looking at it from Saints' point of view, I think they look at this game and say, well, this is a winnable one. We're at home, you know, we want to start, we want to start well. We can beat these. I, like I said, with Burnley, they've got the the manager has got he he gets the best out of the players. Sean Dyche, he's he's kind of like he, he reminds me of like Eddie Howe at, at Bournemouth as well. The, the the players aren't exactly you wouldn't look at the mm. players individually and say, wow, the, the, these guys are, he's a really good player. You just look at them as a team and think they're they're well molded. They're difficult to break down. Um, yeah, so it could I mean, it could it could uh, be a struggle. Low budget. Yeah. Low budget, small club, but just 
really solid defence, I think. It's definitely... Yeah, they, they know what they're doing. They, they, yeah, Burnley know what they're doing. They're going to be difficult to break down. Um, so, what, have you got any predictions for the Burnley game? Well, I mean, I can't say it's going to be a goal fest. Um, I think it's going to be 1-0. 1-0, uh, or a home win? Um, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. Okay. All right, well, I'll do my prediction as well. I'm going to go for a 1-1. Um, sorry, go on. 1-1 draw? I'm going to go 1-1 draw, yes. Mm. Okay. So, we're, we're, we're going to, like, yeah, we I should... Think, um, yeah, I, I just think that they're going to be a little bit knackered um, after Europe, and um, they get tired towards the end, and Gabba will come on and, and knock, knock one in. <laughs> I mean, he's hoping, prediction. yeah. Okay, well, we, we should we should keep note of these yeah, scores and... See. And then maybe throughout the season we can have a little competition amongst ourselves on the uh, Saints predictions. All right, I'm going for that. That's good. That's good, good. Okay, so we're going to move on to uh, the fixtures. So Saints play Burnley on Sunday the 12th, and that's a 1.30 kickoff. Um, then the week after, it's Everton away on the 18th. Tricky one. Um, and then the week after that, on the 25th, they go to Leicester. So two Burnley game, more important, because there's two tough games there away from home. If they don't get anything against Burnley, yeah. they could find themselves bottom of the league at the end of um, August. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, either way, it's going to be a very, very um, difficult start to the season. I mean, I'm looking at the odds as well as we speak. And Saints are, sorry to bring this up, but Saints are 6-1 to one to get relegated. Um I don't oh, like I that. You, you thought you were, you were going to say that we were six to one, six to one champions. Oh God, no, 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 no. We are six to one to get um to get relegated. Um, Where does that put us in the league table then of, of uh, relegation prospects? I think they're they're about right, sixth. I think they're about sixth favourite to get relegated, and I actually think Wolves have got a better chance yeah. of staying up than we have. No, Wolves, they got a lot of money behind them. They'll be fine. Yeah. And they've made some good signings this year as well. So, um, well, we should do a prediction on um, where you think Saints will finish in the league then. You want me to start? All right. Um, yeah, you go for it. All right. I'm going to be the cynic here, and um, I'll be very happily surprised uh, if I'm proven wrong. But I think we're going to finish 16th. I think <laughs> that uh, um, our rightful place in the table that we were used to from the 90s, that come what may, whether we've had a brilliant season or a terrible season, we always finish in that sweet spot, what, 16th, 17th, and, and either make a great escape at the end of the season like last year, or just drift a bit towards the end. So yeah, that's where I'm, I'm going to put, put my two cents. Okay, I'm going to say slightly Happy better, years. I'm going to go 14th. 14th? Yeah. Okay. Just throwing it out there. I think 14. I think they're going to. Um, I think they're going to have dips in the season. I don't think there's going to be a um, part from the second part of the season where they just slip and just don't get any better. I honestly think it's going to be win loss, win loss, draw. When I just think it's going to be mixed, and I think, uh, yeah, I think there's there's far worse teams than Southampton in this league, and 14th seems about fair from the from the squad and the way that they've. Um, Handled the preseason, I think. Yeah, fourteenth looks looks fair. And looking at the signings, I mean, it is just one in, one out, isn't it? I mean, we haven't yeah. actually bol bolstered our squads in any perceivable way. 
um, you got Armstrong who's there as cover for Davis. Oyanusi's kind of taking Tadic's place. Still, um, since Van Dijk's gone, best of guard, hopefully, will yeah. that slot nicely. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd, I'd... A disappointment, of course, the guns come in. So, yeah, we're not a, a stronger team. We're just a renewed team, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. There's not any, but then again, as you said, they could make some more sign-ins to bolster that attack. I'm just not convinced that they will. Um, mm. So, with that, um, who who do you reckon is going to win the Premier League this year? Um, again, um, I'd be very happily surprised if it doesn't happen. But I'm going to say that Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp's going to finally do it this season and take our Saints rejects to Premier League victory. <laughs> no, that's never going to happen. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay with Man City. I don't think there's anyone that can compete Man City. with them. Okay, you think they're going to defend the title? Of course they will. Well, I mean, it's a bit of a poison chalice, isn't it? Not for Man City. Surely, by by current form, Guardiola would be out of a job by March. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think no. I just City have got far too much. Um, they've haven't made a massive amount of signings. They've just brought in um, Mares. But then again, I don't think they need to. The, the way that they won the league last year was so convincing. There's, there's not going to be any challenges for them. I, I don't get me wrong. I think Liverpool are, Liverpool are going to improve, and they could probably they are <laughs> possibly finish second. But then you've got to think about Chelsea as well, and what, we don't know what Tottenham have got to do yet. Um, well, I'm not too Chelsea, sure Man United are going to do much but Tottenham, Tottenham haven't yeah. signed anybody not yet Mourinho is in a bit of a state mm-hmm. right okay is there anything else you want to add before we uh, All right. head off well I mean we've got um, a few more signings uh, for, the, for this season thankfully um, that are worth singing about and every season uh, I mean I don't get to go to many matches at St Mary's being here in Moscow um, so every time we sign a new player, I love to think of uh, what the chance are going to be on the stands uh, by the time I do get to go and see him. Um, so I thought that um, before the season starts and before they do anything, we could um, try and think up some uh, some new chance for each of the new signings. And this week, uh, just because I think we both seem most excited about him more than the others, um, Yannick Vestergaard. It's going to be interesting to find out. Yeah, first of all, you want to think of a chant for Yannick Vestergaard. Okay. Right, let's. let's yeah, I'll have a th- so I'll think on ne- it. Next, next, time, next time we're on, um, we both come back with our best Yannick Vestergaard chants. <laughs> okay. And it's got to right. be something creative because I know. I know that when I, when I come next I come to St. Mary's, it's going to be something daft and, uh, and memorable like Yannick Vestergaard. <laughs> No, 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 Yeah, rest of God. No, 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 no. It's got to be better than that. Yeah, that'll do. So, well, no, hang on. No, no, you've got to come up with something better than that. So, do, <laughs> I... do your best for next week and tell me what okay. you think of. I will do my best. And I will as well. Okay, yeah, is there anyone, any... like, if anyone listening's got um, a, a decent idea for a chant, um, yeah, send it in. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. Yeah, so if, you, if any of you out there have any... Any questions, then just contact us on Twitter or email. Our email is in that number podcast at gmail.com. That's in that number podcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at number podcast. So yeah, if you've got any, any questions or anything you want us to say, we'll uh, we'll read them out 
and yeah, hopefully hear from you soon. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And Brilliant. send in your chance. And yeah, and of course send in your chance. Okay. So without yeah. So we call it a day? Yeah, so yeah, that's it for this week. Look looking forward to the Burnley game and up the Saints. Yep, up the Saints. And in Russian that would be Svidiev Pirov. Brilliant. Right. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.